Episode 25, The Introduction. As Dagon stared at the tie, suddenly a voice called out, Excellent, excellent, well done, sir. What panache, what fortitude. There was a shimmering in the shadows. He tried to shine his flashlight on it, but he couldn't lift his arm. Through his blurry vision, he could make out a glistening shape taking form. A calm voice spoke. Was that satisfying, Mr. Dagon? I hope so, because it was for me. Just a little hallucinatory gift to bring us both pleasure. What a fascinating man you are. So much passion, if I may say so. A life carefully prepared. Who the hell are you? That's what Dagon tried to say, but the words came out, Who the hell are you? The drug had taken away his ability to speak. The ghostly form was seated in a chair. Slowly it rose and came toward him. How I have anticipated our meeting, sir. Please don't be alarmed by the sensations in your body. The chemical that I have injected causes a broad range of reactions, two of which render the recipient silent and malleable. Unfortunately, in some, it has been known to cause a loss of bowel and bladder control. We shall hope that you are not of that sad minority. While traces of the compound will reside within you for the rest of your life, the immediate effects will wear off within the hour. I regret the necessity for such harsh management, but your well-earned reputation for insolence left me no alternative. Enraged, Dagon tried to speak, but all that came out was a stutter. Mr. Dagon, I suggest that you breathe deeply, relax, and listen to what I have to say. Indeed, you have no other choice. Your foolish experiments have transformed you from a silly egotistical buffoon known for magical mummery into a very dangerous blunderer. In attempting to harness vast forces, not only have you brought destruction on your own head, you have strengthened immeasurably their hunger for all things physical. The form began pacing. Dagon struggled to focus on the man's face, but all he could make out was that he was young, with dark hair and a mustache, and he was dressed in a suit of a style that hadn't been worn since the late 1800s. In his right hand, he carried a walking stick, which he kept slapping on his left palm like a parent getting ready to punish a child. Because you own a collection of oddities and have dabbled in mediocre esoterica, you considered yourself worthy to master the daemons and the demiurges. How utterly laughable. Do you want the truth? You are like a toad that hops onto a steam engine, then believes that because it rides the cow-catcher, it is master of the world. The man stopped pacing. He seemed much more solid. From his waistcoat he withdrew a pocket watch. Time in this dimension, how I hate it. It is so constricting. Replacing the watch, he turned and began walking down the center aisle. Come. As though commanding a dog, he tapped his stick on the floor. 
agony of rage without the slightest control over his body, Dagon jerked onto his hands and knees and began scrabbling after him, groaning with hate every foot of the way. The man laughed. <laughs> if only the world could see the astounding Dagon now. Mentalist, illusionist, master of escape. Don't tell me that you've lost your vaunted skills. But never fear, they have been replaced with a whole set of canine capabilities that should be of great use to you. Do you doubt that statement? Let me demonstrate. Sit, Dagon, sit! Once more he tapped the stick. Though Dagon fought with all his might, grunting and gnashing his teeth, he couldn't stop himself from contorting into a squatting position. Excellent how well-trained you are. He turned and began to walk. Now heal, Dagon, heal! As though in the Westminster dog show, Dagon swung into action and crawled up to him. They left the parlor through the same door that he had entered, but when they had passed through, they weren't in the hall with the broken paneling. They were in a lamp-lit Victorian office. Shelves heavy with books lined the walls. Across the room stood a roll-top desk cluttered with papers. With a sigh, the man eased into a leather chair and rested his feet on an ottoman. From a small table, he picked up a meerschaum pipe carved into the head of Bacchus, which he began filling with aromatic tobacco. Forgive me for not inviting you to sit on one of my chairs. It isn't that I'm inhospitable. It's that bladder and bowel irregularity. By the state of your trousers, I'm afraid that you are one of the unfortunate few. Dagon wheezed with rage. Lighting his pipe, the man drew in the smoke, then thoughtfully expelled it. I have much to tell you, and only a few moments in which to do it. I suggest that you listen. Your infantile project for this night was to control the destructive forces that had been unleashed and turn them against your enemies. Even with your blunted imagination, was there not the slightest sense that such a course was the height of folly? A wind is blowing that is far greater than the pitiful breeze called Morgolas. Its name is Azoreal, and as it blows, the walls between the dimensions have begun to fracture. Those illusions that you call the past, the present, and the future, yes, even a hundred other worlds, have begun to intersect. This will continue with increasing velocity until the great congealing. The man took another draw on Bacchus and expelled the smoke. Here is the sum of the equation. You are not wrong in sensing a greater purpose for your life than the performance of magic tricks. You have seen other realities and know their power, all of which has brought you to this moment of crisis. Either you will rise to unimagined heights or be crushed like an insect. But you cannot rise on your own. You are far too weak and ignorant. I am willing to offer the assistance that you need, but it comes at a price. I propose to reveal mysteries far beyond anything that your withered intellect could imagine. That was why I allowed you to open my book. But you must prove yourself worthy to read it. That will entail the stripping away of the thin patina which you call individuality. 
It will require repentance, purification, and an absolute submission to my will. I offer a choice. Either continue on your present path to ruin, or experience initiation into the deepest mysteries of the universe in which you will find the power of the Ancient Ones. When we meet again, be ready with your answer. He rose from the chair. Uh, by the way, I failed to introduce myself. My name is Cornel Moon. Instantly the room went dark. A moment later Dagon found that he could move his arms and legs. Control of his body had returned, and with it came the foul odor of a bowel irregularity. He cursed. Suddenly he was sitting in water. He cursed again. Where was the flashlight? He had dropped it in the parlor beside the casket. When he tried to stand, he felt something round and metallic on the floor beside him. It was the flashlight. He clicked it on. Though it had been underwater, it still worked. Dagon stared around. He wasn't in the Victorian office. He was kneeling in storm filth on the floor of a closet. Struggling to his feet, he threw open the door and staggered out. He was in the main hall of the mansion.